0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 702. Today we continue our Clone Wars briefing series with Brain Invaders. This is season 2, episode 8 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And the continuation, and in fact the conclusion, of a five-episode arc. Punch it, Chewie! Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and remember how we were talking last time about the horror movie kind of situation that happened with the previous episode of The Clone Wars? Well, this one is not exactly so bad, and yet, I don't know, maybe it's just the thing about the worms going into people's noses and going up into their brains that just, ugh, ugh, gosh, that one, like, it's a little tough for me to stomach, quite honestly. And, In all honesty, I'm not a horror movie fan, and yet I don't think I'm particularly squeamish per se. But yeah, something about that particular action creeps me out. Just creeps me out. But let's talk about the episode overall itself. Just really briefly, here is the rundown. At the end of the last episode, they captured Pog of the Lesser, the Geonosian leader. You saw him in Attack of the Clones. And they're taking him off to Coruscant, or at least they're loading him on a ship while he cusses everybody out along the way in Geonosian. And in the meantime, the Jedi get a distress call from Mace Windu, who's out on Dantooine, of all places. And it turns out that he's been in a battle, but has suffered heavy losses and needs medical supplies. So Anakin and company get the bright idea of sending the Padawans out to resupply Mace Windu with his medical supplies. Now, that's all well and good, but it turns out that there's an egg with one of those little wormy creatures outside that hatches, and the wormy goes into one of the clones and possesses him. Now, we find out from the official description of the episode that Karina the Great, who is the Geonosian queen we saw, get theoretically smashed at the end of the last episode. She was able to reanimate and mind control dead Geonosians with the use of those worms. Like, that was made official, and... Yeah, this sort of leaves open the question as to whether she is actually mind-controlling the worms still or whether she was dead in there. They never really answer that question. But be that as it may, a wormy gets out and gets in one of the clone troopers and takes him over. And that clone trooper boards a medical frigate along with a bunch of other clone troopers and Ahsoka Tano and Barriss, who is the Padawan of Luminara Unduli. And they take off. Now, the medical frigate, unfortunately, looks more like a Corellian Corvette and not like the classic medical frigate that we see at the end of The Empire Strikes Back and in Return of the Jedi. I really thought those were pretty awesome. I wish they had made a toy of those. But I digress. Anyway, it turns out that that clone trooper that's been possessed also packed in his bag a whole bunch of eggs. Where those came from, I have no idea how he was able to gather a whole bunch of eggs so quickly when they were being hustled onto the ship. You know... Suspension of disbelief, I guess, but anyway, in the middle of the night, he lets loose a bunch of the eggs, and the eggs all hatch, and the Wormies take over a whole bunch of clone troopers, and all sorts of chaos ensues. Ultimately, it gets kind of grim near the end as one of the Wormies takes over Barris, and Barris and Ahsoka start battling, and in the freezing cold, which Ahsoka has sabotaged the coolant systems to try to kill the Worms because they can't stand the cold, the Worm is kind of half in, half out of Barris's nose and is trying to figure out what it's going to do, I guess, and Barris is going, Kill me! Please! I mean, yeah, Like, imploring... <laughs> imploring Ahsoka to kill her and there's a moment where they've been talking earlier in the episode about doing what you have to do to complete a mission or anything like that and they cut away from Barriss and they show Ahsoka waving her lightsaber and yeah you have a moment of oh my gosh did she actually do it and you find out that no she just sliced the worm in half that was sticking out of Barriss' nose and so Barriss was not in fact killed after all but yeah they sold me they sold me on it I actually had a moment where I thought that Ahsoka might have killed Barriss to save her from being totally taken over by the worm meanwhile in the episode Anakin goes a little dark side when they have to interrogate Pog of the Lesser to try and find out more about the worms and what the deal is with them. Anakin goes in and sends the clone troopers away so that there are no witnesses aside from the protocol droid because who cares about a protocol droid, right? And he finds out from Pog of the Lesser that Genosians are immune to Jedi mind tricks, which was a new fact for me. I didn't know that they were also immune from them, like the Tardarians are. But he says, Anakin does, that he doesn't need Jedi mind tricks to interrogate Poggle, and force chokes him and lifts him up off the ground. So yeah, a bit of torture from Anakin there, and of course, he won't cop to it when the other Jedi on the ship ask him where he got this information, or how he got it from interrogating Poggle. He says, it doesn't matter, all I know is I know it. And so yeah, we'll see whether that gets dealt with in a later episode. And there's one other thing I wanted to share too. There's a conversation between Ahsoka and Barris in the middle of the night when they're having a snack in the cafeteria before all heck breaks loose. And they're talking about the future of the galaxy and what might happen after the war and whether they're going to keep the peace as peacekeepers or warriors because that's essentially what they've become. And Barriss suggests that they consider what their masters would be thinking of, and she asks Ahsoka what her master would say. And Ahsoka says, I think you might find my master's ideas of the future somewhat radical. And, you know, it's something when you actually get to write those lines knowing what actually happens next. (laughs) So naturally the line carries a bit more weight than it might have otherwise. But Ahsoka does note that she's not sure what he'll do Uh, in peacetime whether that's even going to suit him but that he will do whatever needs to be done and that's a theme that recurs through the episode but it seems like there is a line about doing what needs to be done and Anakin's willing to cross it even if it doesn't necessarily need to be done Uh, you know there's where the moral dilemma comes in and I seem to find that this is becoming a moral dilemma where the line is sort of being redrawn. I keep seeing things in popular culture now where the decision that Mace Windu is about to make in Revenge of the Sith, where he decides that Palpatine is too dangerous and that he has to kill him, that decision is being made in popular culture a lot right now. I'm watching the Arrow TV series, and I don't want to give spoilers away for that if you're into that, but I mean, you should have watched it by now if you haven't. But A similar situation happens there. I've seen other situations where that's been happening in other superhero and other, I guess, uh, what would you say? Fandom kind of situations where current stories, that's happening. Uh, Jessica Jones, that happened. It's, It's, I don't know, it's a thing that's really going on here. And obviously the Clone Wars situation happened years before where we're talking about it right now. But I seem to get the idea that it's becoming a little more prevalent now, the idea that the good guys are, quote, doing what must be done, unquote, and that actually means crossing the line from just bringing people into justice to actually deciding that, hey, while I've got the bad guy down, I'm not going to stop at capturing them and bringing them in. I'm going to take the bad guy out once and for all. And I'd love to know your thoughts about that, whether you're seeing this in popular culture as well, if this is something that's a trend that you're noticing, or if you're actually seeing evidence of it going the other way. Chime in at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser all right, time for a trivia question before we go. Red squad, blue squad, take my lead. I'm on it. Last time we asked you how many TIE fighters Poe Dameron shot down in the sequence that caused Finn to erupt with joy about Poe Dameron's piloting skills, and that's ten. Ten TIE fighters, count them. Today's question, who attacks Captain Phasma on Starkiller Base? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7, and hey... Before you follow Obi-Wan on some idealistic crusade, check out SW7X7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at Patreon.com SW7X7. It's not a mind trick, it's Destiny Unleashed.